The world of CRMs. There seem to be so many, yet it's hard to find one that is capable of every function that's important to our business. This means that you have to find a way to decide which system is best for your business based on what's more important to you. Whether it be reporting, client communications, or task management, each CRM has its strengths and weaknesses. We're going to talk through some of these features so that you have a foundation of what to look for in your system so that you're working within the system that gives you the most out of what you need. Today, we are joined by Ashlyn, our community manager, to talk more about the top aspects to consider when selecting your CRM. Ashlyn was previously the client experience manager for Explorator Travel and now manages all of Teak's workflow implementation. So she is our resident expert in all things CRM. Hey, it's your travel industry best friends, Robin and Jen from Teak. We're obsessed with practically anything that touches your business and allows you to scale to the level of success that you've always dreamt of. With Robin's background in sales and marketing and Jennifer's experience as a management level HR professional, we grew a small itinerary creation company into a multi-million dollar travel agency. And now we aim to help others skip the hard stuff and get right to the big wins. We're probably each recording this holding a glass of wine. So pour one up with us, grab a seat and join us to talk all things travel and business. So first things first, let's define a few of the points that we want to talk through. And admittedly, obviously we have a favorite and we'll tell you a little bit why in a minute, but the bullet points that we want to talk through are client communications and automation So it's not necessarily an obvious situation, but not all CRMs offer client-facing communications. It's usually more about taking in client information, storing it, and creating reports. So this is a big aspect that certain systems have that others definitely do not. And then also the integration with itineraries and proposals, making sure that you have legal protection throughout different points of your workflow in the CRM. And this is something I I can't speak to every system on, but I do know that multiple systems allow for forms and signatures to be collected, but I don't know at what junctures those are. So we apologize. Obviously, we don't know the ins and outs of every single system. That's just, it would be impossible to do that. But we're going to talk about the things that you should be looking at when you actually go to look at a CRM and say, okay, What does your client communications and automation look like if you have it? Do you offer integration with itineraries and proposals? And then what legal protection, meaning where are the terms and conditions held? At what point are they signed? Are they co-signed? What does that look like from a legal aspect? And this is something that you should have your lawyer look at and make sure that you are compliant and protected in the highest degree possible. But also when it comes to legal protection, are you getting signatures and collecting your payment information correctly? So that goes into invoicing commissions. And in the world of travel, there are two terms. Well, there are two meanings for the term invoice. It's one is invoicing within your CRM so that your host or your agency knows what commissions belong to you. And then there's also invoicing, meaning collecting the payment from your client or invoicing your supplier to pay that. So there are going to be multiple different ways. So you just need to know what capabilities of invoicing are available within that CRM and then how that's compiled in from a reporting standpoint. We know, for example, we were previously using Vacation CRM. Their reporting dashboard is incredibly robust. They even enhanced it after we transitioned away from them. But what does the reporting look like and does it appease the need that you have for your organization, whether it be an individual person or a team? And then lastly, cost and tech updates. So what is the company doing to actually grow and adapt? With that being said, that's a little bit of a rundown if you're taking notes, (laughs) but Ashlyn, talk to us a little bit about workflow specifically in regards to the client communications and the automation. Sure. I'd love to. Well, hi guys. My name is Ashlyn. Just a little background on me. I actually worked with Jen over at Explore Tour Travel, which is where I was able to learn all of my knowledge in the industry. 
Super excited to talk to you guys about workflows, but just a little thing before we dive in. Today, we're actually relaunching our workflow product, the Elevated Experience Workflow. So good timing. This one is focused on being implemented into TravelJoy. And I must say, I'm a huge TravelJoy fan, maybe even a groupie. But let's talk about the Teak Workflow. So with our Teak Workflow, we do have emails, forms, confirmations, scheduling trip emails, and we give you guys the ability to keep it all in one place. So with these emails, our goal is really to help you guys elevate your client experience and elevate your communication with your clients. So if you're spending time typing out all of your emails, you're wasting a lot of time every day doing the same communications with 10, 20, 40 different clients. And this can really help you guys save time and cut back so that you have more time to focus on the things that you want to focus, whether that's you know front-facing communications on the phone with clients or building those itineraries. This will really help you guys save time and give a high-quality experience to your clients. Something that I always really loved about Travel Joy was the fact that everything is in one place. So all these emails, all these forms, like you mentioned, collecting everything in one place and how incredibly important that is. So taking it back to Ashlyn's experience with Explore Tour, she got brought on on like a VA basis. We grew, we brought in agents, we needed somebody who could make sure everything was buttoned up and we were providing a good client experience for every single agent. And TravelJoy allowed us to go in and actually look at every single agent inside of Explorer Tour and audit and make sure like, hey, this person actually like hasn't received an email for you from you in over two weeks. Looks like they were waiting on this. Because we have that capability in TravelJoy and because those emails are in there, almost like your little paper trail of communications, all your forms are stored, notes, everything is in there. You can bring on somebody that's able to actually like give you a rundown. We talked about how it saves you time, like rewriting emails and stuff. I, <laughs> this is like, I don't even know where I heard this, but I read somewhere or I heard somewhere in a podcast that you have 600 brain calories a day. That's what your brain operates on. It like takes 600 brain calories to make decisions, do minor tasks and all of these things. So you're kind of stacked at capacity. If you're a neurosurgeon or something like, and you're like, that's totally wrong. I'm so sorry to offend you. I don't know what I'm talking about in terms of all of this, but again, it was on a podcast, so it must be real. And so you have 600 brain calories a day. If you spend those brain calories doing things that you should not be doing, you are drained. You get to the end of the day and you're like, oh my gosh, it feels like I just ran a marathon and all I did was answer emails. That's a hard place to be in because as a travel advisor, right now at the time of this recording, we just had the FAA go down offline completely. And again, I'm not booking travel for everyone out there who is and had to deal with that. I am so sorry. But that requires so much brain energy to problem solve and figure out those situations. But if your brain calories are spent responding to an email that you could have canned and sent out automatically, you show up worse for your clients. In my eyes, Like it's a disservice almost because those things that you should not be doing, those things that should not be on your plate as a travel advisor are because you're not utilizing a system that allows you to actually streamline, automate, and get client information out that needs to get out to these people. So that's my caveat with the benefits of travel joy. Again, this is like our bread and butter. If anything, 2020 gave me and Jen the unwelcome gift of time and space to evaluate everything. And that's when we really took the jump from our old CRM, which I'll let Jen kind of talk on all of that because she was the the person who like had the final say and like why we switched and all of that. And I think that's an important piece of this conversation. It gave us the ability to like take a step back, look at what we were doing with our clients, which if you've listened to previous episodes, we weren't doing great. Like it was basically like, Hey, you booked your trip. Good on you. Now pay us more money. Oh, and here's your documents. <laughs> Hasta la vista, baby. Um, and that was really it. I mean, it was not a great in what world is somebody going to be like, I can't wait to work with Robin again. She was so awesome. All she did was ask me for money, like, and then a client review at the end, like, no. So I think that was something that we really, I mean, we can't 
sit there and send 90 day touch points. We can't sit there and send these birthday emails and these anniversary emails. It's just too much. Like our, our business grew. I went from booking, you know, I had five clients and I felt so fun and my business was so exciting. And then overnight it felt like, well, now I'm juggling 50 clients and 50 upcoming trips. So all those little things that I wanted to make my client experience special. No, I, I forgot about them. They were on my to-do list for weeks on end. And then eventually I was like, well, if I didn't do it three weeks ago, no one's worried about it now. Like just delete. And that's a bad place to be in. Ultimately, the the collecting all in one place is so important for number one, protecting your brain calories throughout the day. And then also if you have plans to grow, if you want to actually hire a VA who can actually help your business, who can ensure that you're in the place you need, your clients are taken care of, like you need a system that is going to do that for you. And for us, that's travel joy. Again, I don't know the specifics of other CRMs. I never worked with another one because when I found what we liked, we stayed there and we optimized it, which in turn birthed what was our client experience workflow, what is now our elevated experience workflow. So Steps off soapbox, passes mic to Jen. Jen, do you want to talk a little bit about Vacation CRM? I know a lot of people use this. I know for hosting and reporting and commissions and all of that stuff, there's people who are required to use it. You literally read my mind because I wanted to talk about why we transitioned. To your point, it is an important factor. So we were with Vacation CRM, and I'm not speaking negatively because my understanding is they've actually adapted and while it might not be as intuitive as Travel Joy's interfacing, like I feel that they have modernized their approach and they do offer client-facing communications now. I cannot speak to the integration with forms and how that comes through on the system. So if you're listening to that, drop it in the comments. I'd, I'd actually love to do a, a demo and just see how certain systems have evolved so that we are in the know. But Something that we felt was missing at the time was the ability to see things from a feed. So that's a huge thing. When looking at Travel Joy, you actually get to look at the client as if it's one email string and you can toggle to forms and it has all their forms. You can download the signed waivers, invoices, etc. And it's all in one tidy little package. The reporting piece on travel joy and managing a team is a challenge. I do know for a fact they're really trying to work towards more of a team-friendly platform. But for right now, Vacation CRM, if I were a host, again, I understand why Vacation CRM is very agency owner-friendly. However, if you're working individually... If you are working with a smaller team, I think Travel Joy is incredibly manageable, particularly because their approach is more of a project management approach. So when you go to the dashboard, it has these buckets that you can actually edit and label and say like inquiry, waiting on fee, proposal sent, and you can move people through these statuses. And so when you go to check in on yourself and your communications, you can pop into those buckets and be like, okay, I haven't touched that person in three days. I need to follow up with them. Or I need to move them into the next status so that I know to work on their proposal. Or it'll automatically, when they depart on a trip, it'll say traveling or returned, which is nice because then you know oh, hey, that person departed, which you should know anyway. But sometimes people take off and you're like, wow, I'm glad I didn't get a call yesterday because someone was flying. The biggest thing I'm going to give credit for with Robin is she is so tech friendly. Like She loves learning systems and it's her happy place. And when we transitioned to Travel Joy, here I am. I felt like I was drowning in clients and if you are currently transitioning to another software, you get this because how can you unlearn something, relearn something while maintaining the momentum and high touch experience for your clients? It feels impossible and it takes weekends. I'm just going to be honest. We had to step back. We had to work on a few weekends because everything is hard until it's not. And so... Robin learned travel right off the bat. And here I am just like chugging along and being like, wow, this is so pretty. And I'm just going to keep on working on clients. Meanwhile, she's learned the functionality of the system. She's created these templates and added these graphics that are on brand so that every email goes out and it's this like beautiful, aesthetic, surprising little message in your inbox. And it was 
a total game changer for communications because no longer were we just in Google and responding and it comes across as this very like sterile communication. It leveled up our experience. Every time someone got an email in their inbox, it was on brand. It was within our tone, which was a little bit playful, casual, yet we wanted it to feel high touch and like you were getting a luxury service. So that was the game changer was when we actually took a step back, learned the full functionality of the system, used it as a project management software and implemented these emails, which we had 14 emails to begin. I remember us having a meeting and going through and being like, all right, let's comb through these 14 emails and these six forms. And now it's 40 emails. It's 15 forms because we learned that we could do a blank form and get a signature. So when someone gets their wrap-up documents, they had to sign and say, yes, this looks accurate. And that's where we're going to transition to the legal piece. And we can talk through that a little bit, but that's where I think the legal protection really comes into play is adding more forms, getting more signatures, getting more sign-offs at every juncture Because we all know that people don't read contracts. People don't read their emails. They just like sign and swipe away. Nobody reads that stuff. Even the people who say that they do, they probably are only reading sections. And I think that really, it was such a good, because I it was around the time people are like canceling refunds, changing my fee, COVID's here, I can't travel, what do I do? And that's when me and Jen were like, oh my God, like these people really didn't read anything. And that's not our job. Like we can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. That's not our job to make people read. However, those big important things that like if you cancel this trip, I understand that it is a X amount of fee associated with that cancellation. That's important. Somebody needs to know that. And like, yes, you'll be covered if like it went to a court of law and they signed your contract and it was somewhere in the black and white. But like also as a business owner, let's take a step back and think about the person whose trip is cut short or whose trip is bamboozled out of their, you know what I mean? Like they just had to give up all this stuff. Like it's good on you to make sure that they know what they're actually signing up for. And if something goes wrong, this is what they could incur. If they want to just cancel to cancel, that's what those fees are in there for. But it's like a responsibility and like almost like this politeness to make sure that like, yes, we don't want your trip to be canceled, but stuff happens. Like things come up, hurricanes spur out of nowhere or the pineapple express just ruins your life. I mean, there's like so many things that can occur in travel And no, we can't, a great system can't fix those things. You're still going to have them pop up, but a great system can legally protect you and allow you the space to show up for your clients when that stuff happens. So you're not drained on top of drained on top of drained. So one thing before we move on that I do want to touch on with Travel Joy that's just so cool is the ability to automate. So something that I love with Travel Joy Forms is the ability to, when you're building and editing the forms, you can, for one, collect your client data. So you can collect their passport information, their credit card information, all of these awesome things that you don't want to lose or have to go back to your notes to look at. It will collect all of that for you inside your client profile and it will save. So when they come back for their next trip, you already have it. So with these forms, you can connect them to the email that you want to send And you can also schedule them. So we build task lists that help you know what to do when you need to do it. So when you get to this point in the process, say it's sending a 24-hour check and reminder, we can actually automate that and tell you when to automate these steps in your process. So they'll automatically send for you and it'll check it off your to-do list. And you don't even have to worry about doing it. You'll be able to see that this is done and your client's getting that email from you. It looks amazing. They can sign off that they got it. And that's just a really cool feature that I'm not sure that you can do with other CRMs right now, which I think is just super bomb and it helps you save your time again. And everything's still all there in one place. And then there's also confirmations in place with Travel Joy. So once you they fill out a form or they approve your proposal, they're getting all of these confirmations on their end too. And you don't have to send that follow-up email. They're already automatically getting it, which I just think is super sweet. I totally forgot to mention what I love also about Travel Joy is how it syncs with your email. So it shows up as sent in your email. So if you're ever... This is the downfall. I'm going to be honest. They don't have an app. It's a frustration point. So like when you're on the go, you can't pop into your phone and send something or check if something was sent. However, 
I found myself more than a few times going into my sent email from my phone and making sure something was sent or making sure some information was in there that the client is not acknowledging or paying attention to. Robin, you looked like you were going to say something. Okay. So a hot tip. And I just realized I'm doing this right now. Our CRM peak is Dubsado. I was also annoyed. They also don't have an app. I think that's kind of common, which is super annoying. But what I recently did is I downloaded the Google app on my phone. So it's like the Google Chrome app. And because I use Passwords Manager on Google to save all of my passwords, when I go into Dubsado, it automatically opens. It uses my password. I don't have to... I don't know why it's like so difficult for me to put in passwords on my phone. And in general, I always get them wrong. So for me, it's kind of like an app, but it's not. So if you have Travel Joint and you like have Passwords Manager or you use Google Chrome typically for your stuff, it can basically be like an app where you save the tab, then you open your Google and everything pulls up and it's just right there for you on your browser. So you're right. It's not an app. It's kind of annoying, but that's some workaround that I do. So I can manage Auto on the go and easily see what I need to see if I'm not near my laptop or my desktop. A lot of people use Dubsado for travel. I think it's clunky for travel because of creating proposals time after time and like editing all of those packages and things like that. I personally think that would be quite challenging. However, the capabilities from an aesthetic perspective are top notch. Robin is really great at, she's like taught herself how to self code. Our proposals integrate with our website and they're really beautiful. So being able to incorporate your branding, that should have been a bullet point on the list that I actually did not mention. But incorporating your branding is something that when it comes down to it, if you are a luxury, if you're selling luxury, and you probably know how we feel about saying luxury is the the service of selling travel is a luxury, but there are obviously advisors that only sell luxury. If you are only selling luxury, it is important that every piece of communication and every time your client touches your brand, there is a luxury feel to it. So that is largely integrated with your aesthetic approach to business. So Dubsado definitely hits that on the head. Another thing that Dubsado does, Robin, the other minute you were talking about bite-sized chunks for legal terms, I like that they are able to have people do signature lines of just like single point legal aspects of a contract versus just like signing a large agreement. The way that we've done the signatures with EEW, we've kind of found a workaround for that by having at different points of the client experience process, having people sign off on these single point contractual terms. But for the most part, it's like these big hefty contracts because you want to make sure everything is included in it. But with Dubsado, they allow you to do the big hefty contract. And then at the bottom, they allow you to make these like single sentence or two sentence where people have to sign. I know that there's actually been lawsuits where people were like, well, I didn't know that. And you didn't make sure that I had to know that. And they've won. I mean, America is so sue heavy. It's kind of ridiculous. But to your point, like people aren't going to read. Well, if you're able to have points in the process where you make bite size little chunks of your terms and conditions, I think you're ensuring a higher likelihood that they are going to read some of those things. But- yeah. If I'm working in Auto as a travel advisor, my terms and conditions, so like the big beefy would be a contract. And then any sort of review or approval of your trip itinerary, any sort of cancellation request or something like that, that would be considered a subcontract. So when you're building those out, that's how I would organize them because you can't have two contracts inside of Dubsado. It will override a contract and you do not want your main terms and conditions to ever go away. So your contract is your terms and conditions, your travel advisor agreement. If you do not have one, we highly recommend the legal page. Um, we'll include a link for her in the show notes. If you need to get those terms and conditions updated, it's the beginning of the year when we're recording this. So perfect time to do so. And you mentioned the changing the itinerary cancellation, things like that. Those were evolutions we made in our workflow once COVID hit, because if you think about it, people are just getting emails and saying, hey, can you cancel this $50,000 trip? 
$100,000 trip. Okay. I didn't get a signature on it or anything, but would you be able to return a car? Like that is bonkers to me that our, our industry is so light on legal requirements and it's not a norm that there's like this cadence to when we collect signatures and things like that. So that's what we've tried to do to our very best ability. Again, we're not lawyers, asterisk, asterisk, like this is not legal advice, but it is important when you are compiling your workflow to think about how the system is going to collect that legal information. And with that, I just like hop to my section. So <laughs> we can uh, go to itineraries and proposals with Robin. Yeah. So another thing, again, there's many things we love about Travel Joy, but the ability to kind of keep our itineraries and our proposals all in one place, if you you know me, if you've done trainings with us, if you're inside a niche and do any sort of mini trainings led by me, organization for me is huge. I am very ADD as like a human. I think a lot of business owners are. You're running so many aspects of your business at all time. That is why I'm passionate about systems. That is why I'm passionate about organization. And I think to the point where my team is like, oh my gosh, we get it. Like their Google Drive needs to look better. But things fall through the cracks. And as like a service provider, as somebody who provides a service, things cannot fall through the cracks. It's it's unacceptable to me. So because I need everything in one place. And again, we mentioned this with Ashlyn, when our team grew and we needed additional support, somebody needed to be able to get into one place and look at one trip and make sure that all of our T's were crossed and all of our I's were dotted so that we could rest assured that that client was taken care of and had expert service. So Itineraries and proposals, again, managing all these details, you want things in one place, going from tab to tab to tab to tab is just time consuming. Those precious brain calories are just flooding out the window. And that's something that, again, I, I think is really a selling point of travel joy. Again, I don't know many other CRMs. I like what I like and I got into it. And then that's where we kind of live and die now. When we first launched Teak, we were like thinking about, oh yeah, maybe we'll do Dumpsado. We'll try to get into vacation CRM. And all these people were like, can you do the system? Can you do the system? And me and Jen sat down and we're like, no, stake in the ground. Travel joy is what we do. Travel joy is what we know. If we do everything, we do nothing because we want to be able to provide the extensive knowledge we're able to provide in EEW to somebody using access, to somebody using vacation CRM, because that's learning a whole nother system. And I just think that it's like me, if I'm going to be a honeymoon specialist who sells the Caribbean, there is no point for me to learn about South America or Antarctica. That doesn't make sense for me. That's a waste of ROI on our part. So this is what we really, again, we know we love. I think sometimes when we first launch our business, we're like in the weeds and we're searching high and low for clients. We just want all the clients, all the clients. Well, you do really good you provide a great service. You're really good at doing your job. Those clients refer clients and you're still creating this like ecosystem of clients coming in. And all of a sudden I like looked up one day and I'm like, how did I get here? Now I am drowning and something we don't do in the very beginning of business because we're so worried about those new clients and getting new leads and growing our business and making money that we don't have systems in place. And that's such a disservice. And that's what we're working on. And that's honestly... My biggest issue with Teak right now is like, I haven't organized our back system enough for our team. And that's like me not taking it seriously and just looking at clients. And now it's harder for me to juggle all the things I have to juggle on top of organizing that. So if you are new and you're like, this doesn't apply to me, I don't need a CRM right now. I'm just trying to get clients. No, you do. You do, you do, you do. So (laughs) I guess this is like, part life advice. It's never too early to organize and optimize your business. I will die on this hill. So everyone hears me. You need a system. You need a CRM. You need SOPs. I love when people come to us and they're like, I'm starting my business. Can you do my workflow? I'm like, heck yes, we can. One thing is like when you start out, you don't even know what a client experience process should look like. So by getting a workflow, it automatically is educating you on like, oh, this is what I should do as a travel agent. And then two, oh, now my clients are going to like me (laughs) because I'm actually going to organize their information. But you touched on Travel Joy. I, I do think it's important to mention for itineraries and proposals, Travify does now have forms and they can take payments. 
I am going on a cruise and I know jaw drop because I'm not a cruiser. We know this, but I have a 40th birthday party that I'm attending and I am working with a travel agent because I did not organize it. And I, I think it's always so interesting to receive information that I'm familiar with, but they don't know that, you know, I have a background in it. So I received. Oh, you don't know that you're a travel advisor, the person you're working with? Oh my God. No, but that's the thing. She is not using a CRM for communication. However, I hope she's not she, listening to this. I don't know. She's going to know after this, gonna because I'm going to hit her up and say like, hey girl, I got, I got a system for you. But she is using Travify for her forms and the itinerary. And it, it came across beautifully. Like she did a fantastic job. First of all, she's incredibly prompt in responding. She gets points. And she had every detail of this cruise in there. The process to purchase was incredibly seamless. Travify, I do know, is also trying to like get into the world of CRM. And so if you already have Travify and you aren't looking to add an extra thing to your overhead for the month, like at least learn the capabilities of that system. Am I obviously obsessed with Travel Joy because it can do all of that? Yes, definitely. Because the way that Travel Joy presents is it'll send that email with a hyperlink that automatically like brings up this preview of the itinerary. And I think the functionality and the attractiveness of that is really nice. If you already have just one system, we definitely want people to be smart with their money, especially as they're starting out. Learn the capabilities of the systems that you either have to work with or already have and make a decision whether you should add a system or just enhance how you are working within the system. Because if I were working with Travify, that's how we started our business. I would have optimized Travify because I didn't have an option of transitioning to Travel Joy because I was within a host that was using BCRM. So that's where I would go with it right now. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm never getting Travel Joy because my host, I don't want to double enter everything, which I still think that if you have a CRM, I think of Travel Joy as more of a project management software. I think it's used as a CRM and a project management software. So I do think it's worth the duplication, but if it's just not in your budget and it's not something you want to learn additionally, I would definitely optimize your itinerary creator and see if they have some of those capabilities. I actually, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I had a consultation call last year with somebody who was telling me that they were only working by taking notes and sending like emails and they would put in their invoices into their CRM like three months after the trip. She's like, I only put them in to get paid. So she was keeping track of nothing. And that like instantly gave me hives and she did end up purchasing our workflow. So that was super great. But it was just like, I was flabbergasted hearing this because she had a lot of business and high dollar trips too. And I was just like, how, like, what are your touch points? And she was like, well, I collect the money. I like have a call. And then I send them their itinerary. I send them their wrap-up documents and they come home. And I'm like, that is wild to me. So it was really nice that she ended up investing in Travel Joy and in our workflow. And I think that she really loves it. She ended up in niche as well. And we have a good relationship now. You know, Katie used to do all of her trips on paper. No, (laughs) Katie. (laughs) Katie Fisher on our team. I'm going to call you out because we had a conversation yesterday and she's like, no, I'm so glad that I like came across you guys because I was doing everything on paper. I'm like, what do you mean you were doing everything on paper? Like, what does that look like? But I, I do think that there's just a, a lack of education, particularly as you get into the industry. And this was like, I think like her very first host. A lot of hosts aren't educating people on what that process should look like. They're just hosting and I can't believe she was doing everything on paper, which then I'm like, okay, so were you taking credit card information down on paper? Like legal pitfalls of taking credit card information down on paper and storing it in a place that's not secure. I'm like, my I have hives thinking about it. <laughs> the glow up though is real for where she's <laughs> today. Amazing. 
on top of everything else, like we mentioned, if you are using, okay, well, I invoice in here and then I itinerary plan in here. And then on my Google sheet, I'm tracking whether I got paid. And then over here in Travel Joy, I'm keeping all my emails. And over in Gmail, I'm creating tasks for myself. What are you doing? Like, let's get everything together in one place. Let's learn one system. Let's go all in on one. And if you have to invoice in something because your host makes you do that, whatever, that's fine. It's not so difficult to learn one system because, and that's why we changed the workflow. That's why we took it off the shop. Too many people were like, they're saying that they don't know how to actually implement their workflow. They don't know how to use Travel Joy. So they only use these bare minimum features. You're doing yourself a disservice and honestly, you're wasting money. So like, let's not waste money. Let's learn the system and the functionality. And if that takes you the next slow day you have or the next CEO day that's on your calendar to sit down and take some tutorials, great. Again, you're an online business owner. You have to be using a system. We are not doing paper and pen and mailing things off with a dove. Like you've got to evolve. You've got to be there to learn, if not for yourself and your own sanity, for your clients to deliver the experience that I hope you're promising them as their travel professional. I think that is your responsibility as a business owner. You need to be organized and you need to have a back understanding of your system if you want to be successful. If you need it set up, great. We actually still do that. Our workflow implementations are still alive and well. It's the proposal and everything. It's inside of EEW. If that's something you don't have time to set up because the setup is extensive, fabulous. We will take care of that by our team. However, making sure that you actually understand the system, like, again, Are you wasting your money? That's my biggest thing. Is this a waste of money? And that's something we had to identify with Teak. Like we were doing ClickUp and we had Trello and then we had Notion and then we had this thing over here. And then sometimes we use this. It was a mess. It was a mess. And so streamlining everything, learning what works and getting organized, it's just, it's going to pay off down the road. But yes, it requires a little bit of extra buy-in on the front end, but it will save you time and sanity and everything down the road. There are some systems, like we mentioned, like there are some hosts and and some companies that it would be redundant to get another system or it would just be like a challenge. But at least, at the very least, get your emails and forms set up in in your email. Google has the capability of creating email templates. At the very least, if your CRM does not have the capability of this, Create those email templates in your email platform because I believe every email platform has the ability to create templates. Even if you are buying EEW and you're just using the copy and then transposing the form recommendations into form stack or something like that, you need to create a system. And of course, we're again, we're partial to Travel Joy because it tells you where you are in the process. And that's the most guaranteed way of making sure that your clients are getting a top-notch experience is by having a system that helps you with automation and project management. But again, at the very least, work with something that allows you to schedule your emails and avoid the copy-paste because this like rat race and this just grind, this treadmill of copy-paste editing, you are going to have something fall through the cracks. If you are rewriting emails over and over again, something legally, some detail of a trip, something is going to not be sent. And the best way of guaranteeing that is by having the same template over and over again with those like reminders of what to put in every single time. And if you're not doing that, I assure you, you've had a situation where you're like, I did mean to put that in the email and I forgot. And that's what templates are for. So however you're making your templates, make a dang template. Well, it's 2023, grind culture, out. That's so last season. Like we're in the balanced season of life. Like go on TikTok. Everyone's talking about their like health girl trends. I think you'd be amazed at what happens when instead of, I used to wake up at like the dead of night in a sweat and I'm like, oh my God, did I respond to that person in Instagram? Like, did I send her my client inquiry form? That was a huge client. I forgot. And then, oh shoot, those honeymooners are coming up on their two week to trip whatever. And I haven't even sent them their travel documents. Like, so all of a sudden my brain's going a mile a minute. I'm up at three in the morning. My husband hates me because I'm rolling around like a maniac. And then I'm working nonstop. It's just, it's not a fun. And you get to a point where it's like burnout and resentment for your clients. All of a sudden, when somebody even uses a period instead of an exclamation point, 
the nerve of that client. And I started getting like that. I was like, this person honestly sounds mean in email. <laughs> I was like, send it to Hunter. And I'm like, can you even? He goes, I'm confused. <laughs> like, why? Are, response. <laughs> why are we so mad? And it was like, I'm not mad. I'm just tired. I'm overwhelmed. I'm burnt out. And that's what it ultimately was for me. And when you start resenting your clients, that's a bad place to be in. As a small business owner, when you start resenting your business and resenting your clients instead of serving them, you aren't as good of a travel advisor. I think that's just a really hard truth. Sometimes we don't see it ourselves. Like, it, I don't see it in myself until I've had 48 hours to decompress from my overwhelmed state to actually be like, that person wasn't being mean to me at any point in this process. They were asking a simple question, but I was annoyed by that because again, those brain calories, they're gone. Like I'm too busy doing things I shouldn't be doing to actually show up and serve and do the things that I'm supposed to be providing as a service provider to these travelers. So if anything, the forms are great. The automations are great. The emails are great. The peace of mind alone is worth its weight in gold to me as an advisor and as a business owner in general. I love an email template that has pushback like that because Robin, you're like to your point, that immediate like defensiveness, it's so easy to become snippy in the, in the response. And so to protect yourself from getting to that place where like this person was not being mean and they weren't challenging your authority. They were just asking a question or stating that they didn't love that hotel. Like that it, it's okay. It's okay if they didn't like that hotel, even though you loved it. It's not, it's not, you know, challenging your integrity or something like that. But when someone does come back and you have to do a pushback of how the pricing is or why availability has changed, things like that, creating those email templates and saving them in your CRM or in Google and having different pushback scripts is going to save you from yourself and save you from sounding snippy. So that's a, a new thing that I definitely integrated into Travel Joy was creating pushback scripts so that I wasn't in that defensive space and I would save myself from the harsh reaction. All right, Ashlyn, to talk a little bit about invoicing, commissions, and reporting, because this is where you lived with Explorator. Every Monday, you would do a report of highest sales, highest fees collected over the course of the week. Mm -hmm. You would also do an audit for commissions and just which I think is incredibly generous. A lot of hosts, if you don't invoice your commissions, you just don't get paid. But we did a lot of auditing because we had a team that they were newer and we wanted to protect their commission, obviously. But let's talk through the functionality and just the importance of having a system that helps you document your commissions and provides you with accurate reporting. Sure. I do love this piece a lot because I think it's really important for you in growing your business. And the ability to invoice in Travel Joy for one, I'm just going to start there, obviously, because I love Travel Joy. I know it. And their invoicing capacity is just incredible. And so when you go to send invoices for one, you have two options. You can send supplier invoices to your clients where they authorize payment, and then you go take that and apply it to the vendor. But you also have the ability to charge fees and that will go directly into your bank account. So you can charge your planning fees and you can get the money right there. Again, if you have a host, there might be something else like another system that you have to go through. So definitely if you have a host, talk to them about that first. But if not, then you can have a second income in those fees, which you guys already know a lot about. But I do love that feature in Travel Joy. But with invoicing in there, when you do the commission piece, you can add, you know, the booking date. So you know when you've booked this trip and that's what triggers your sales reports. So you don't want to do that until you've actually booked that trip. But once you have, you can put in the supplier name that you use. You put in that booking date, your commission expected date and the commission amount. So TravelJoy is also keeping track of you receiving your commissions as well. And once you get them, you can, you know, check it off and it'll, you know, knock it off, but it will continuously keep the reports of all of your sales. And so if you do $10,000 of sales with classic vacations, 3 million with curated Greece, 
it's going to have that whole report for you when you pull it. And if you do, you know, if you're virtuoso, traveler made, whatever your consortia is, you do have to report those things and it helps you keep track of it in a much simpler way of actually having to like go pull the receipts later on, which tax season, y'all know about that too. But again, it's just a really nice feature to have. And I don't know if all of the other CRMs are like this, but I know with Travel Joy for one, it just it's just really simple and easy to do as well. You are a pro on this because you've had to pull those virtuoso reports of like sales with specific vendors and then make a spreadsheet. The downfall is you have to make sure that the the spelling is exactly the same for it to not duplicate in the system. I do know that VCRM does pull by vendor as well, and you can create a pre-populated title so that there's not the discrepancies, which is really nice. So it'll make sure that like you start to press CL and classic vacations will pre-populate, which that kept a lot of consistency within vacation CRM. And that's really nice. And I'm sure that from like an admin perspective, they can pull a 360 view for the year. Whereas with Travel Joy, it is a little bit you can definitely do that. It's just a little bit more manual to clean it up and to make sure that it is giving you the right information. One thing that I wanted to touch on, because I know that there are different systems that give you that glance. So we touched on vacation CRM, client base. A lot of virtuoso agencies use client base because it's what communicates to the marketing arm and I just am looking at Ashlyn right now because there's a a whole thing with how that communicates with the virtuoso marketing arm. And if you don't have client base, it is surely a task to get that over. So if you're wondering why the heck do I have this system called client base when there are other systems that are a little bit more intuitive, I assure you it's because it is the most convenient for your company to provide the details to virtuoso that they need to. All of the marketing codes. Oh my god. PTSD. Love you virtual. So. <laughs> <laughs> she has PTSD from pulling those from Travel Joy and transposing them. Yes. We are hoping that that's a new functionality that comes out in the future. But there's another system called Scion. So if you have, maybe you're using Travify and you need a commission collector or something like that. Scion is something that you could look into. It's I don't know if it's necessarily newer, but I know a lot of advisors that have transitioned their CRMs have used Scion because it's specifically for invoicing and collecting commissions from suppliers. And we all know that sometimes it can be a challenge to actually get that money from a hotel or a supplier. And they definitely help streamline that. So I won't go too much into that because I'm not the pro on Scion by any means. However, it's spelled S-I-O-N and it is something that I definitely recommend people looking into if you're having trouble with collecting the invoicing information and, and getting the commissions that you rightfully earned. This is where Robin is passionate. So I'm going to transition us over to the bottom line, the cost of a CRM, what you should consider there, and then also how often they upgrade their system and keep up to date with the industry and adapt with our market needs. Yeah. So technology is always changing. I think that it should be always changing. It's technology. So I feel like I've said a lot of these points throughout this podcast at random points in time. However, for Travel Joy, tech updates have been huge. We really enjoy the collaboration, it feels like, with agents. It's truly a CRM for travel advisors. So when we were launching our business with Teak, uh, a lot of people got excited. They saw brands that we were doing and they were like, you know, small business owners that wanted a brand, but they weren't in travel. And we said no, like we turned away the business because we know what we know. And I really love and appreciate that Travel Joy also stuck its flag in the ground on travel advisors and use that to generate new ideas for the platform. I mean, it's based from when we first signed up to it to now, there's been so many tech updates and upgrades and new functions and new capabilities that have come out. So I, I really value that in a tech suite. I don't want it updating every week, but there are times when I'm like using a certain software and I'm like, dang, it would be so nice if this had this. I feel that a lot with Dubsado. Their roadmap is really awesome. They have all these fancy things coming out, but it never seems to launch. 
I think that was something that really drew us in and like got us really pumped about Travel Joy was that tech updates frequency of updating the technology. And then ultimately, I mean, I love me the bottom line. Like at the end of the day, if I want to be profitable, I need to have revenue and income and all of those things. And I need to run my business in an effective way that's actually going to give me profit so I can pay myself. Because again, as we've mentioned before, paying yourself is super important. And as a CEO, you need to be paying yourself consistently. So the monthly cost is something that you need to look at. And this kind of comes down to like sitting down and seeing where all of your technology lives, what all pieces of technology are involved in your client experience. So are you using Loom? How much does it cost? Are you using Calendly to book your calls? How much does that cost? Are you using Travify? What's the monthly cost? Travel Joy, Vacation CRM, all of these things. Like if you're using pieces and you're plugging and chugging, if you have to use Vacation CRM and you have to use Access or whatever for reporting needs, then that's kind of on your host. But If you can get into one system and take some of the monthly costs and put it down into a system that works full force, I think that's really, really important. So monthly cost on top of how much money is this going to save you in time? I think your most valuable resource, non-renewable resource as a travel advisor is your skills and your time. And if you can cut down on two hours every single day in sending client emails and creating forms and following up with people who haven't gotten back to you and all of these things, what are those two hours? Like, what are they costing you? Are they costing you the 19 What is travel door even for month? Are they costing you $19? I don't know, actually. I... I want to say it's around like $34 a seat or something like that. And I could be wrong. They do a lot of, I mean, Travify, Travel Joy, they all do, even Dubsado, they do like annual sales too. And they do a discount for paying in full. So I don't know off the top of my head. All that to say, if you're time tracking, if you know how much time you're spending, you can allocate that to what your hourly rate is as a travel advisor. If you're in niche, we've done trainings on these topics before and on how to find your hourly rate. If you're not a member of Niche, great time to join at the beginning of the year. There's so much content inside of that um, platform waiting for you. But looking at allocating, streamlining, and not just considering (laughs) what's coming out of your bank account, but what you're able to pour back into your life as a business owner, I guess, which sounds like a little bit existential, but I'm pretty sure nobody launched their business with like the excitement of working 10 hour days, five days a week, being on call 24 seven and having a to-do list that keeps you up at three o'clock in the middle of the night. Like I'm not trying to get existential, but you deserve more from your business. You should want more for your business. This is again, grind culture, super out. If you're on TikTok, you know that we're all about the balance here and making sure that when you're investing in a system, you're understanding it, you're using it fully, you're getting your value out of it, but it's got to give that back to you. So I think that there is no better investment in your business than organized systems that help you grow and scale and do what you do to the best of your abilities. Agreed. Thank you so much, Ashlyn, for joining us and sharing your knowledge. And you will definitely be hearing more from Ashlyn on future podcasts. See you there. We're sending you a long distance cheers because you just finished another episode of Teak Talk. If you loved what you heard, hit subscribe and head over to the show notes for any resources and a summary of this episode. In the meantime, if you want more access to us, we are personally inviting you to join our Niche by Teak community, where we host live events, answer your questions, share destination masterclasses, and give you a front row seat to all the resources that we launch throughout the year. Plus, what's better than being surrounded by like-minded advisors that are hyping you up to succeed each day? We think nothing. Head over to www.teakhq.com backslash niche to join the community today.